right. Good morning, everybody. Um, it's good to be here in the house of the Lord again this morning. Um, before we get started, why don't we just bow our heads and pray. Um, Father, we come before you this morning, and we pray you'd be with the service this morning. Uh, would you put the words into my mouth that you want me to speak, and would you just help it to touch somebody's life? And I just pray all these things in your name. Amen. All right, this morning the title is Overcoming Temptation. Um, it's an area that, I don't know, came came to me a while ago, and it's just been kind of sitting around back there. But um, anyways, I figured this morning well, that's what I'd do. Um, so let's turn in our Bibles to Matthew chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith to him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Um, I'm going to look at that a little bit later. I just figured I'd read that first. Um, for now, let's quickly turn over to Ephesians 6. We'll be reading um, verse 10. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. So that there it just shows we are in a spiritual battle. Um, much of the New Testament has to do with a spiritual warfare that we are in. Um, God has no place for a spiritual pacifist. Um, you're either in it or you're not. Um, it's not a game. It says here we are against things. That means we're actively opposing something. Um, it's four things here. Um, against the wiles of the devil, against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Um, none of those are really physical things that you can just go out and see. Um, there's physical manifestations of them, but um, 
So it's something that we need to be aware of. Okay. 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, lest, that any, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Um, it's important to know the enemy. Who are we dealing with? Who is he? Um, how does he work? A good general in a war spends a lot of time studying his opponent, trying to figure out how does this guy work? What's he going to do? Um, says, I got some things here. Who is he? He's a fallen angel who led a revolt against God. Um, Isaiah 14 says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? Um, I think often we get this, you know those little books with the little picture of Satan in there? He's got the horns and the spike tail and the hooves and a pitchfork there. I think that's often the picture we get of Satan. I think that's a false picture of him. Um, the Bible says somewhere Satan has transformed himself into an angel of light. He's not going to come looking like something bad because then you're obviously going to know to run. Um, so the Bible says he beguiles, um, he deceives. They like you to think one thing about him when he's really the other. Um, so um, name, here's some names given him in the Bible. He's a roaring lion out to devour you. Satan, the deceiver, murderer, accuser, prince and power of the air, prince of this world, and the god of this age. There's just some names that should help give us a bit of a description of them. Um, yeah, here's some, Bible says he, um, here's some more things how he works. Um, he seduces, opposes, deceives, sows tares, tempts us, and blasphemes. Um, now looking at, there's three main types of temptations which are all covered here in Jesus' um, experience here. Be the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Um, there's, all, there's all kinds of different variations of that, but when you boil it down, it all comes down to these three main temptations that we have to deal with. Um, so, um, the first temptation we want to look at here was the lust of the flesh. Jesus has been out in the wilderness for 40 days. You can believe he's probably pretty hungry by then. Now, was it wrong for him to be hungry? No, not at all. But the devil comes along and he says, you're hungry, why not just turn these stones into bread? You can do it. Um, it's an unlawful way to satisfy that natural and desire that Jesus had there. That there was nothing wrong with the desire, but it was the way that Satan wanted him to fulfill that desire that was wrong. Um, the second temptation we're going to look at here is the pride of life. Um, take, taking him into the holy city and showing him at the top of the, um, the top of the temple is where it was. And he wanted him to throw him down, like trying to trying to take a shortcut instead of spending three years preaching and dying on the cross that will show them here you just throw yourself down once and all these people they'll right always come and believe on you um, think about how much faster that would have been um, oftentimes we're tempted in like way um, get people to look at us for things we do um, we're never 
never more like Satan than when we try to get attention for the things we do. That's the thing that got Satan thrown out of uh, heaven was he wanted glory and honor for himself. Amen. Another thing I noticed here was um, it says, uh, let me find my verse here, lost it. Oh, verse 6, it says, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, unless any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Um, Satan uses scripture. He can quote scripture at us. Um, here's the funny thing, though. He's quoting Psalm 91, verse 11 through 12, and here's the thing. He misquoted it. Uh, it says, Psalm 91, 11, and 12 says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. It doesn't say that you can throw yourself down and then God will catch you. It just says uh, if it happens, God, they will be there to save you. So it's just a subtle difference. But um, the Satan uses that sometimes. Okay, and the third temptation I'd like to look at here is the lust of the eyes, which I think I might have got mine mixed up a little bit. Um, but anyway, um, it's also glory and worship. Um, he wanted Jesus to worship him, bow down just for a little bit, and I will give you all the power and the um, wealth and riches, um, position. People will respect you if you just bow down. And it's... It's sad to me how oftentimes people will will worship Satan just for some position, and oftentimes even for less than all that. Um, but here he says to Jesus, um, "If you bow down to me, you can have all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them." So, um, But it says, uh, but Jesus is going to get them eventually anyways by dying on the cross and conquering evil. But here's, here it was again, trying to take a shortcut and worship Satan instead of going through with the, with the will of God. Um, the Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Right. It's not worth it to bow down to Satan and even if it seems like it's a shorter, quicker, easier way. Um, if we serve God in this world, sooner or later we will be rewarded for our uh, faithfulness. Right. One thing I'd kind of like to look at here is um, the way Jesus uh, replied to these temptations. He used the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Every time he says, after Satan tempts him, he says, it is written. He uses a Bible verse and quotes it back to him. Um, right. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Um, so those are some things I'd like to look at, is how Jesus gained the victory over the temptation or conquered the devil. Um, one is obedience to the will of God, being in the will of God. The will of God was for him to die on the cross, not to take a shortcut and get it by throwing himself off the temple or bowing down to Satan to get all the glory and riches and the, the kingdoms. 
Right. We need to um, we need to be in the will of God for our lives, whatever that may be. And then um, being filled with the Spirit is the second one I was looking at. We can be in the will of God, but it's going to take being filled with the Holy Spirit to be able right. to complete the things. We can't do it on our own. Our own power is not enough. And the third point I like to look at is spending time in prayer. Jesus spent 40 days praying. We need to spend a lot of time in prayer so that we can, so that God will be there for us and help us. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. I don't think this means being on our knees all day long praying. Um, but are we in a prayerful spirit, prayerful attitude as we go through our day? Um, and the fourth one is knowing the scripture. To be able to have a sword to use, we need to know the sword and know the scriptures. And um, without knowledge of the scripture, it doesn't help us much. Also, when Satan comes quoting scripture falsely, if we don't know the scripture, we might be deceived. So, um, those are the four things that, uh, four points. James 4 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee for you, flee from you. Now, the first part of that verse, we often like to forget about. We, we can't very well resist the devil if we're not submitted to God. Right. Um, Revelations 12:11, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Peter 5, 1 Peter 5 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So, are you fully submitted to God? And are you resisting the Satan with the scripture? And do you really know Christ for yourself? That maybe should have been the first question, but um, a personal relationship with Christ will help a lot. Amen. Jesus has been there. He understands. He can help. For as much then as, as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage, for verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. That is uh, Hebrews 2, 14 through 18. Amen. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace and help in time of need. That is all I had this morning. Uh, may God add his blessing.